listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, ah, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the mask mother, say to her son, Go to sleep, my baby. Ah, mommy. Yes, Benton. I think I could sleep if you'd stop for a while. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere, he's everywhere. The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on February 21st, 1951. Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is door. D-O-O-R. Really? You bet your life. <laughs> DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present the best of Groucho. Yes, friends, it's a Groucho summertime. By popular demand from your letters, from rating histories, and the acclaim of critics, the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers bring you selected shows from You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho Marx is on vacation, friends, and will return in the fall. Until then... It's fun and laughs each week this summer as we proudly present some of the best of Groucho's past shows. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx! <laughs> well, here I am again with $2,500 for one of our couples. George Fenneman, who's first to try for the $2,500? Just before we went on the air, we asked if there were any young single people present tonight. And our studio audience selected Miss um, Nina Kramer, Mr. Clarence Allen. And here they are. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. You're both single, eh? And would like to get married someday, well, shake hands with Omar, the matchmaker. <laughs> Miss uh, Nina, Ni is that the way Nina. you pronounce it? Nina? Mm -hmm. Oh, what are you, uh, formerly a ten pin or something? <laughs> Isn't N-I-N-A Nina? No, it's Nina. It's Nina? Yes, it is. Well, Nina or a ten, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> I used to know a tenor named Nina. <laughs> uh, where, are you, where are you from, Nina? I'm originally from Chicago. Uh-huh. How original were you in Chicago? <laughs> Nineteen years ago. Nineteen years ago? Then you've been here about two years, is that right? No, I've been here about ten years. 
Oh, you're not 29, are you? <laughs> now you've got me confused. No, I'm 19. You left Chicago 19 years ago and you're 19 years old? No, I was 19. How did you come out? By bassinet? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you mind repeating that whole thing again? How old well, are you? I'm 19. 19? Yes. How long uh, since you left Chicago? Oh, uh, about 10 years. Oh, I see. That would make you 14 years old. You can leave it at that. Okay, leave it. And uh, what's your hometown, uh, Sonny Boy? Clarence? I'm from Claremont, California. Claremont? Claremont. I thought that was in Oklahoma. Not the one in California. Probably not. <laughs> and I guess the one in Oklahoma is not the same one that's in California. That's where Will Rogers comes from, you know. Oh, he does? Claremont, yeah. See, now you've learned something tonight. That'll cost you $3. <laughs> what, is, what is your age, Clarence? I'm 25. 25, and how long since you left Chicago? How long since I left Chicago? Some time ago. Some time, and then you must be 19 years old, huh? <laughs> what kind of work do you do, Clarence? I'm a geologist. Don't change the subject. I asked you what kind of work. <laughs> well, a geologists are really doing a wonderful work these days. Now, what do they do? <laughs> Oh, we study rocks, hunt for minerals, hunt for oil, hunt for anything valuable in the Earth's surface. You actually look for rocks, is that it? That's right. Just wanted to be sure on this program, we never take anything for granted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop groaning, it's free, you know this. <laughs> Nobody forced you to come down here. <laughs> I could have used all your tickets in there. <laughs> Now, as a mining engineer, what would you say is the most valuable mineral? I'd say coal. You would, huh? How about uranium? Do you ever look for that? Oh, yes, we look for uranium, although it's scarce enough around here, so normally it's only when we're looking for some other mineral as well. You mean if you want to find uranium, you have to look for something else? <laughs> well, that's what we do, yes. <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous. Why don't you start out looking for uranium? Then maybe you'd find coal. <laughs> what would happen if I said I, I know where you can find uranium? Well, if you actually did have uranium, send to Washington, you stand a chance of getting a $10,000 bonus from the government. There's a $50,000 reward for me out now from the government. <laughs> Nina, uh, what, what sort of work do you do? I'm a librarian. A librarian? Really? Is that so? I didn't realize librarians came this young. Oh, well, there are lots of young girls in libraries. Oh, is that so? <laughs> I guess I'll have to start reading again. That's it. <laughs> now, what, what library do you work for? The Beverly Hills Public Library. Really? I, I live in Beverly Hills. I don't think I've been there. Where is it located? Well, it's in the city hall, uh, right next to the police station. Oh, well, I've been there, all right. <laughs> On the other hand, maybe it was the library. As I recall, they booked me at the time. <laughs> Does anything exciting ever happen in the library? Well, it's usually pretty quiet, um... But the other day something happened. We usually send the police out after someone who keeps a book too long. Mm -hmm. And they'd been looking for a certain man for a long time. He had a book for months. And they finally found him in the city jail, which is right next door to the library. 
Well, Niner, you said door, and you and the geology over here split $100 between you. Now, let's see how well you work together as a team. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play, you bet your life, for a chance of $2,500. But first, there's something I want you to pay close attention to. Listen to what Groucho Marx himself says about DeSoto full power steering. The sensational new DeSoto feature that lets you turn the steering wheel almost without effort, even when the car is at a standstill. Frankly, I didn't believe this till I actually tried it myself. You can turn the wheel with just one finger. It's as easy as dialing a phone. Right, Groucho. And friends, if you haven't yet tried DeSoto Full Power Steering, do it now. DeSoto Full, not partial, but Full Power Steering, does the work of steering for you. And that's true whether your car is moving or at an absolute standstill. It makes parking a cinch. Gone is the pulling and tugging of other days. You can turn the steering wheel with one finger. And out on the highway, DeSoto Full Power Steering makes driving easier and safer and less tiring. Believe me, there's no other type of power steering to compare with it. Tomorrow, stop at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and take the five-mile trial in the DeSoto Fire Dome 8 with a 160-horsepower V8 engine or the handsome DeSoto Powermaster 6. See for yourself how easy it is to drive and to park with DeSoto's full power steering. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car, most like high-priced cars. Now, let's see if you'll get a chance at the $2,500. George, explain the rules. You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $2,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected animals and nursery rhymes. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Eighteen. Sounds good. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. All right. What kind of a pet did old Mother Hubbard have? A dog. A dog is correct. <laughs> well, you're on your way. You have $38. So remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. Now, how much of the 38 are you going to bet on this 35? one? $36. Okay. What ran after the farmer's wife? Three blind mice. Three blind mice. That's right. <laughs> I should say you are doing mighty well. You have... $74. $74. Here's your third question. How much are you going to go for? 70 73 73 <laughs> What did Bo Peep tend? Sheep. Sheep is right. <laughs> Sheep is right. <laughs> you have $147. Don't be so solemn. Here's your this is, uh, King Solomon's daughter over here. Huh? <laughs> Wives. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? 147. How does that sound? All right. How much have they got? 147. They're doing the whole thing. Okay. Hold that. Okay. What did Tom the Piper Sun swipe? Pig. A pig is right. And you two wind up with a grand total of $294. And uh, Major Ross Crosley, uh, what is your hometown, Major? My home is uh, Columbus, Ohio. Are you married, Major? Yes, sir. Very much so. Did you volunteer or were you drafted? <laughs> Sir, I, I volunteered. Should have married the Army. After 20 years, the Army gives you a pension. <laughs> How long you been married, Sylvia? Four months. Four months, huh? First time out? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say at the racetrack. It's good enough for me, huh? <laughs> been married four months, huh? Did you volunteer or were you drafted, Sylvia? Drafted. 
Now, how long have you been married, Major? Groucho, I've been married for uh, 13 years. 13 years? 13 huh? years. And how long have you been in the Army? Uh, nine years. Which seems long enough. Be careful. <laughs> well, I guess the Army. Army is... Uh, He's no fool, longer. this guy. <laughs> if he insults the Army, all they can do is cut off his buttons, throw him in the guardhouse, and shoot him at sunrise. <laughs> I never did understand that shooting at sunrise. Suppose it's raining, then they don't shoot you at all? <laughs> now, how did you meet your commanding officer? <laughs> Groucho, I, I just don't uh, remember, but I, I believe it was at a box social at a church. Well, what is a box social? You eat one of these uh, dinners and then you wind up in a box? Is that it? <laughs> Uh, they every everybody brings a box, or and then who who's ever name was in the box? Well, of course, you had to eat oh, uh, with like them, a, so. like a raffle. Huh? That's right, that's right. Now, which branch of the service are you in? Uh, I'm in the quartermaster corps. Now, uh, what do you do as a quartermaster? Well, uh, we uh, supervise the procurement of uh, perishable foods for the armed forces. Could you give us a, a sample shopping day? What did you buy for the army today? Well, we, we bought about 35,000 pounds of beef. Uh, we bought, uh, I think it was around 60,000 pounds of oranges, about uh, 15,000 gallons of milk. And that's, uh, just, that's just one day shopping? Yes, sir. I don't see how you get it all in one of those little baskets. And <laughs> <laughs> when you're buying such large quantities, how do you know you're not getting stung? Well, uh, we uh, have everything inspected. Uh, if we, uh, for example, if, if we buy meat, why, we have uh, the veterinarian inspect all of it. Well, where do you buy your meat, Santa Anita? <laughs> no, uh, we, we buy our meat in the manner, uh, as I just told you, from the packing houses and, and so forth. Now, suppose you buy a carload of strawberries. Do you turn the train over to see if the bad ones are on the bottom? <laughs> now, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Sparks, uh, speaking of food, uh, what methods do you have for keeping your food bill within your budget? Well, I usually make out a budget Monday and, uh, oh, just plan different menus for the week. Mm -hmm. You're a very shrewd little manager. Do you ever spend more than you have in your budget? Oh, well, one month I did. And doesn't your husband object? Oh, he doesn't know about it. That's what I said. You're a very shrewd little manager. <laughs> Well, I've learned a lot about shopping tonight. Now, let's see if you two can win a little grocery money. You might win $2,500. Run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners. The librarian and the engineer won $294. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You select the George Washington as your subject. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Let's make it 15 15 $15? What is the name of George Washington's home? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon is correct. Yeah, $35. Remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. Now, how much of the 35 you going to go for? Oh, we'll go for 20. 20? Is that all right, Mrs. Yes. Sparks? What's the first name of George Washington's wife? Martha. Martha is right. <laughs> you're now at $55. She said you had a lot of candy stores at one time. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to bet? We bet it all. You're going to bet the 55? Yeah. All right. Where did Washington's army spend the bitter winter of 1777? Valley Forge. Valley Forge, you're right. <laughs> now you have $110.
You got $110, and here's your last chance to beat the others. Now, how much are you going to bet? Ninety. Ninety? Is that all right, um, Sylvia? In what state was George Washington born? Virginia. Virginia is correct. Put it down, baby. You wind up with a grand total of $200, and thank you very much. Well, Groucho, the secret word is still the same. It's door. Talk slow like it'll drag at this. All right. I uh, was going to say that we invited some girl swimmers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Norma Welts. Her partner is a sculptor, Mr. Yuka Salomunic. And here they are. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. A girl swimmer and a sculptor, eh? Uh, Norma Wells, is, is that? That's right, yeah. You're a very pretty girl, Norma, and I'm disappointed that you're not wearing a bathing suit. I'm sorry. Well, you're not half as sorry as I am. Yucca Salomunich? That's right. That's a very famous name. I've often seen it in the menu at the Brown Davy. <laughs> You're some kind of an hors d'oeuvre, aren't you? Uh... No, I'm a sculptor. Uh, oh, a sculptor, huh? Oh. How did you ever get a name like Yucca Salamunich? Just like you did. My parents give it to me. As far as I know, your parents didn't even know me. <laughs> Where are you from, Mr. Salamunich? I was born in Yugoslavia. Why did you come to California? Uh, my doctor advised me to get rid of my sinus trouble I have. And did you get rid of your sinus? It's worse than before. Well, in that case, it's a good thing you came to California. At least you did get rid of your doctor. <laughs> could you could you sound off in Yugoslavian, uh, Yaka? Sure. Uh, I speak it very well, you know. Go ahead, say you something. Ti imaš veoma dobru glavu. Oh, you're a southern uh, Yugoslavian. <laughs> Okay, I give up. What did you say? You have very interesting head. <laughs> it's really nothing. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is nothing. Yeah? I've seen better heads on a glass of beer. <laughs> Are you married, Yuck? Yeah. I'll call you Yuck. <laughs> We get familiar very swiftly on this show. <laughs> You're married, uh, Yuck? Yeah. How'd, how'd you meet your wife? Well, she used to come to my classes, where I used to lecture in the sculpturing, you know, on sculpturing. And how did you meet her? She was sitting in the audience? And yes, I was She was, was spellbound at your lecture? She was not spellbound, but uh, I kind of... Uh, she was attracted to me, you see, and uh, I kind of fallen, fall in love with her nose. You fell in love with her nose? That's right. Did she have it with her? Yeah. Now, Norma, that's a very pretty name, Norman. You're a Thank very you. pretty girl. Huh? Thank you. Have you always been this pretty? Well, I guess so. <laughs> You're a swimmer. Huh? Do you swim for a living? No, uh, I'm a low freshman at SC. What kind of course are you taking there? Three points of the starboard? No, elementary education. Why are you taking that kind of a course? Well, I like children, and I'd be teaching little children in the second or third grade. Oh, I see. You want to be a teacher? Yes, uh-huh. Oh. Are you being rushed by any of the fraternities at school? No, you mean sororities. Fraternities don't rush women. <laughs> Things have suddenly changed since I went to school. We used to 
to rush anything. <laughs> are you going to Are you going to take up swimming professionally, Norma? Mm, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. No. It depends on how good I get eventually. Uh-huh. Have you won any titles? Uh, yes, I'm the uh, present junior 100 yard a meter backstroke champion. I was also on the four-man freestyle relay team that won the junior championship. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the advantages of swimming as compared with other sports? Well, like shooting pools. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, a good social, good outdoors. And, uh, you mean you meet people swimming yeah. up and down? Oh, why don't I keep my mouth shut? <laughs> you and your partner over here oh, just split $100 between you. Now, uh, what do you say to the advantages of swimming? And don't say doors again because you've been paid. Huh? <laughs> well, uh, one thing that, of course, I always look for is that uh, most swimmers usually have a, a nice figure and you just can't nice. help it. You think swimming gives them a good figure, mm-hmm. huh? Well, it isn't quite true. Have you ever taken a good look at a whale? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Salamunic, haven't you got a nickname? Uh, what'll I call you? You don't want me to call you Yuck, huh? Call me Yuck or George. <laughs> I'll call you Yuck. I like it. Let's talk about sculpturing. Uh, how, do, how did you acquire this skill? Well, first I was born. Well, then that's I reasonable went. to believe. Then I went to a famous academy to study. Well, how did you decide to become a sculptor? I kind of like it. appeal to my sense. I study... Uh, technical thing about sculpture, history of art, and anatomy. Well, I've studied anatomy, but I doubt if I could ever be a sculptor. <laughs> However, I'm uh, told I'm a pretty good chiseler. <laughs> now, do, do you think that uh, Norma here would make a good statue? I think she would. She has a very fine proportion head. Very beautiful uh, nose. Steady there, young. <laughs> Now, when you see a beautiful woman, uh, what's the first thing an artist like yourself looks for? What a ridiculous question. I look at her eyes. Pardon me, I didn't hear what you said. I say I look at her eyes. You look at the eyes first? Yes. Well, I can see I'd be a total loss as a sculptor. (laughs) Now, Yuck, look into Norma's eyes and tell me, what does she look like inside? I think she has a very beautiful soul, no? Very fine expression, very depth. She's a okay. good person. I can okay. see it. Can you keep see looking it. on the inside, I'll keep looking on the outside. <laughs> now, Yuck, have you done any well-known people in bronze or stone? Yes. I did uh, one of the President Roosevelt before President he died. Roosevelt? Well, you yes. must be very good, huh? I And uh, how was he? Did he was he quiet when? It was he... very interesting. You see, during this uh, work, he asked me. He says, "What do you want me to do?" I told him to keep his mouth closed. You see, and are uh, you a Republican? No. <laughs> no but, uh, the, the next day, the newspaper misinterpreted my story, and they told him I told him to keep his mouth shut. Of course, I didn't. I just told him to keep his mouth closed because you know when you work, you have to keep your mouth closed. Yeah. You know. 
Who are some of the other well-known people you, you've uh, chiseled, modeled, uh, oh. sculpted? Well, I did uh, Jan Sibelius, the Finnish composer. Sibelius? Yes. Really? Is that so? John Barrymore before he died, and John Crawford, and Ginger Rogers, and Veronica Lake, and you can go on through the list of the whole Hollywood. Well, uh, Mr. Salomunich, I uh, want to tell you that we're honored to have you here. I had no idea that you were such a talented sculptor. Thank you. There's one more thing. Would you be interested in doing my statue? I would. Why? Because you have to be in a museum like all famous people. How do you like that? I'm in the prime of life and he wants to put me in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to you two, I know all about swimming and sculpting, and if I ever decide I have my statue carved, I'll go jump in the lake. <laughs> well, let's see how well you make out in the quiz. You run your $20 in the more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $2,500 question. I can't tell you how much uh, our other couples won, but George Fenneman is off stage to remind our listeners. The librarian and the engineer are still ahead with $294. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected international landmarks. Mm-hmm. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to risk? Uh, $15, yeah. $15? In what country do you find the pyramids? In Egypt. Egypt is right. <laughs> You're off to a good start. You have $35. You got $35. Remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. Now, how much of the 35 are you going to bet on this? 30. Okay, 30. 30. In what country do you find the Louvre? L O U V R E. Louvre in France. In France is right. <laughs> now you have $65. $65. How much are you going to bet this time? Uh, how much we have? 65. You have 65. We bet 60. Okay, 60. Yuck is a real chiseler. <laughs> In what country do you find the Leaning Tower? In Pisa, Italy. In Italy, is it right? <laughs> now you're trying to $125. $125 is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to go for? $125 he's got. Let's put $125. Yeah. Okay, who works? Here we go. In what country do you find the Acropolis? In Greece. In Greece, is it right? <laughs> You wind up with a grand total of $250, and that means the librarian and the geologist with $294 get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $2,500 question. Benjamin, <laughs> I'll ask him the question in one minute, but first, here's something of special interest. Friends, one thing you'll find whenever you're out driving this summer, wherever you go, across town or hundreds of miles from home, You'll never be far from a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Those familiar DeSoto Plymouth dealer signs are spread across the nation, and every one is an invitation to you to stop in and get acquainted. Whether you stop for directions or an emergency service job, you can be sure you'll get courteous attention, a friendly smile, and most important, fast expert service. Yes, anytime, anywhere you're driving, and you'll see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Remember, it's the sign of better service, faster service, and a fair and square deal every time. And here comes the librarian and the geologist already for the DeSoto Plymouth $2,500 question. Here we go for $2,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. If the President of the United States and the Vice President should both resign, 
who is next in line to succeed to the office of chief executive. What is the answer you two have decided upon? We'll say the Secretary of State. No, I, I'm sorry. According to law, passed in 1947, the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Oh. <laughs> well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? $294. $294 in the quiz and $100 in the secret way. That's $394. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Tune in again next Wednesday night at this same time for the best of Groucho from the You Bet Your Life series. Don't miss the best of Groucho on television, too. Also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, see the DeSoto Fire Dome 8 tomorrow. Folks, here's a rhyme from the National Safety Council. The rules for driving safely add up to only three, common sense and caution and common courtesy. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Well, as you know, several days ago, the wonderful white-winged warrior leaped out of the police commissioner's office window without his wings. Two things happened as a result of this. As the winged warrior was sadly leaving the building, he struck the mayor of Midland City. Who at the time was happily entering the building. Two, the mayor who suffered a head injury was laid up in a hospital bed. Three, the winged warrior who suffered a lapse of memory tried to lay an egg. One big white egg, and is it ever going to be neat? Well, three days have elapsed since this double tragedy took place. And two things have happened. One, the mayor has progressed very nicely. And will probably be discharged today. Four. Three. A three, the winged warrior also has progressed very nicely. I don't think I will lay one big white egg. Wonderful. wonderful. Nice. nice. That's Four. great. I think I'll make it a dozen big white eggs. Uh, Not wonderful. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. Bad. Not nice. Well, the commissioner and his secretary immediately began an intensive effort to restore the winged warrior's memory. Repeat after after me, I am not a chicken. I am not a chicken. I am a fantastic crime fighter. I am a fantastic... Not you. Uh, not you. Who? I think she means me. Who? I am a fantastic crime fighter. I can't lay a dozen eggs. 
Who can't lay a dozen eggs? I can't even lay one egg. Now, that's going too far. Commissioner. Yes, I am. I think this calls for a crash effort. Want to get his arms? Do you have his legs? I mean, heck, I'm entitled to my opinion. One. I mean, there's two sides to every story. Two. Two. Why don't we three have a meeting and vote on it? Three. Three. Want to make that two again? Two. Two. I'll write down all the reasons I think I'm right. Three. Three. You write down all the reasons you think you're right. Four. Four. Don't you believe in equal rights for chickens? Help. And several minutes later, in the commissioner's office... Yes, Miss Helfinger? I'm happy to report the winged warrior no longer thinks he's a chicken. Excellent. However, I regret to report the mayor has been hospitalized again. You don't mean... Yes, just as he was entering the building. Remind me to send a dozen roses. I'd make it a dozen eggs. You don't mean... Yes, he tried to fly to the hospital. Well, now the mayor has blown his cool. Is this madness never to end? However, isn't it a lucky thing that Chicken Man knows who he is again with all of the important Midland City events coming up, like the big class reunion? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Hi, this is Sarah Spencer of Self Talk Radio Show, and you're listening to I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome back. Some big winnings in today's show. In fact, the only question that was wrong was the final question. So some very smart people today. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Grouch will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.